You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Wednesday, April 9th, 2019. I'm Moose Michaels. This is Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. After dropping two of three to the Padres over the weekend, the Cardinals get off to a strong start in their four-game set against the Dodgers, winning tonight four to three. Now, it's not exactly how you would want to win a game, but a win is a win, and you get some contributions from some guys that, well, let's be honest, they needed to step up. Okay, Miles Michaelis took the mound against Hunjin Ryu, and uh, Ryu leaving in the third inning. Uh, apparently he had a uh, left groin strain. And uh, after that, it was just kind of, it wasn't downhill for the Dodgers, but they never really seemed to get back on track after that. Michaelis making uh, the second Cardinals quality start in as many days. Adam Wainwright had one yesterday. Uh, but here's the thing about Michaelis' start too. He had three guys, three dudes, and... Uh, he like doesn't hit anybody. He's kind of known for his control and nailing three uh, three batters in a game. Carlos Martinez, by the way, the last one to do that against the Mets uh, of April of last year, and before that, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I got no idea. Uh, Wainwright, Michaelis, Wanka. They are now the uh, the only pitchers in the Cardinals starting staff to make it to six innings. Uh, Goldschmidt drew his eighth walk of the season. And uh, Paul DeYoung, he's extended his hitting streak to nine games now. He had a double in the first inning. That's tied for the longest in his career. And he has 11 hits this season. Six of those extra base hits. Marcelo Zuna, though, the uh, one of the heroes of the game, tying it up with his second home run of the season in the first inning. A two-run bomb. Uh, and let me tell you, he, he walked up and he kind of felt like it was going to happen. Michaelis had a first, a rough first inning. And the Dodgers were able to score two pretty quickly. Uh, Michaelis put out that fire. The Cardinals came to bat. And, uh, well, Ozuna just did what Ozuna did. You know, he, he kept searching for that pitch. And then uh, on a 1-1 count, two outs. Boom, Nachlin, 374 feet, his 121st career home run. Harrison Bader uh, also, that was a really cool double play, doubling up um, Kiki Hernandez. Uh, Bader catching the ball, tossing it to the infield, which then immediately thrown back to second base to uh, end the inning. And then Jordan Hicks closing out the game. This guy might be the closer the Cardinals have been looking for. Mm. It's so much fun to watch him do what he does. And yeah, he might give up a hit here and there. He might even walk a couple of guys. But when he's on and that slider's going and he's just just throwing fire at him. Oh, so much fun to watch. And we can officially say, by the way, the Cardinals have uh, tied their, their longest winning streak of the season at two games. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Dodgers haven't beaten them at all since last year. We can say that, too. <laughs> Just some of the fun stuff uh, going on. Let's see. Well, the Dodgers, speaking of winning streaks, their five-game winning streak is now kaput. 
And uh, Michael has held them to a season-low five hits, along with the other members of the bullpen. John Gant also looking very, very strong in that outing. Uh, the bullpen outside of Miller and Reyes, man, it seems like we got these working parts with the Cardinals. And you're really just kind of waiting on them to all come together to try and see exactly what it is that, you know, what what would this team be like if Ozuna got a hot bat? If they've decided to finally move Wong up to the two spot, drop Goldschmidt down to three, and Goldschmidt started going. What would that be like if he had that, the starting pitching was doing what they've been doing the last couple of games? And then you had the bullpen doing what they're doing. You would have a team that... Well, the Cardinals fans deserve. It's the one that we saw on paper. The one that we're uh, pretty sure that exists in there somewhere. So we're going to have to wait and see if it can all come together. Game two of the series uh, going to be later on this evening, 6.45 p.m. Central Time. Stripling uh, taking the mound for the Dodgers. Dakota Hudson going to be on the hill for the Cardinals. Obviously, no lineups as yet, but I bet it's probably going to be something similar to what we've been seeing. This this lineup a little bit different. I wonder if uh, wonder if Schultz was listening to the podcast and uh, and heard it. Probably not, because Goldschmidt's still batting second, and Wong batting over four hundred. One of the hottest bats you got, and he still bat him eighth. You still bat him eighth. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's still very early on. There's 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 a, not a lot to glean here, except maybe the cold weather uh over the beginning of the season maybe it was affecting the starters a little bit. It was really good to see Wainwright return to form in that last game. Really good to see Michaelis, despite his rough first inning, finally get everything uh going the way that he wanted it to be when he finally uh when he finally got that rolling and settled down. The bullpen, by the way. Oh, so good. So good. Love Gant. Love Hicks. Man, it's good. It's just good to see those guys. By the way, uh, David Fries, the standing ovation. That big hit in game six of the 2011 World Series. Still not forgotten. Still hard to believe that that's coming up on eight years ago. Crazy. Uh, finally, and I know I'm kind of rambling here, uh, the game-winning run came on Goldschmidt scoring on a wild pitch. Goldschmidt still didn't get a hit, but he walked a ton. And that's where you're going to find value in a guy like that. Goldschmidt's a very patient hitter. Uh, takes a lot of walks. And uh, I, I know I would like to see the ball put in play. I want to see another Goldie bomb. He's going to get him. I've still got him pegged. For right around 40 home runs. I think Matt Carpenter is going to do just as well too. So very early on as the weather warms up. Goldie. Carpenter. They're all going to warm up too. I'm telling you. This was a fun game. Again, not the way you want to win. Maybe you didn't see exactly everything that you wanted to see. However. It was still a win. And now that the Cardinals have strung these two together. Maybe Hudson can string up another one. Because getting a series win over the Dodgers would be huge. Yeah, they're not in your division. But they're a tough team. If you can gain some momentum 
playing against them, then head down to Mexico and take on the Reds, beat up on them a little bit, and then come back and uh, pay the Brewers back for the beating they gave you at the beginning of the season. That would be the way to go. Coming up in our next segment, we're going to be talking about uh, the unwritten rules of baseball. Do you like them? Do you not like them? And while this isn't really Cardinals-specific, we will be taking a look at that uh, Reds-Pirates game over the weekend where Archer, Chris Archer, the pitcher for the Pirates, decided that Derek Dietrich, um, he watched the home run a little too long. Spoiler alert, he did. Uh, We're going to take a look at that. Whether or not it was right or wrong and whether or not the code is still relevant to baseball today. It's all right here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, be sure to listen to us in the brand new Himalaya podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. All the places you listen to your favorite shows, you can catch us right there too. And the new, brand new Himalaya podcasting app, that's how I've been listening to my shows lately. Awesome UI, curated playlists. It's like, it's like it knows what you're thinking almost. Check it out today. You can download it in your app store. Guys, when you're on deck and getting ready to step up to the plate, you got to be sure you're ready to swing for the fences. But if you're looking for that fastball, when you get a curve instead, that's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable of its kind with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity to swing for the fences arises. Now, listen, Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping and handling. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. That promo code MLB. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Welcome back to Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can listen to us in the brand new Himalaya podcast app, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite shows. So uh, there was this book written a few years ago, and it's one of my favorite baseball books. It's called The Baseball Codes by Jason Turbo. And basically, he's taking a look at the unwritten rules of baseball. Talks about Nolan Ryan. Talks about the... uh, Infamous incidents where Jason Grimsley uh, got the cork bat back from the umpires to save Albert Bell some uh, humiliation later on down the road. And one thing he looks at is how the code is a means for players to police themselves, to keep players in line, to make sure the game and the opponents are respected. That being said, Saturday we had, um, I'm sure the first of several brawls we're going to see over the year, Uh, Between the Reds and the Pirates. Chris Archer, formerly of the Rays, traded the Pirates last offseason. I've got to admit, we're going to come back to this in a minute. He really didn't have a leg to stand on in this, but still. Derek Dietrich hit a mammoth home run. I mean, just blasted out of the park. I'm sure it landed in the river somewhere. He didn't just 
pimp his home run. He didn't just do a bat flip. He watched the whole thing go over, gone, out, and then he took his trot. Well, next time up, Archer threw behind him. That caused a uh, benches-clearing brawl. By the way, one of the best parts of is Puig, like, trying to take on the entire Pirates team. <laughs> uh, he may not be my favorite player, but you can't say he doesn't like passion. Now, here's the thing. I mentioned this in an earlier episode. I am not against the brushback pitch. Are you taking too much of the plate? Well, zip one in there. Make him back up. Take back that bit of intimidation that you might have lost. Don't let him get too comfortable. Okay with that. I'm not okay with intentionally hitting a player. Now, if you want to send a warning shot, a shot across the bow, like, hey, man, you need to... You need to back up. Sure. Do that. Go ahead. See, no problem in that whatsoever. That being said, don't pimp your home runs. Even when Albert Pools was a cardinal, I couldn't stand it when he just flipped that bat and watched him a little bit. Couldn't stand it. It's one of the reasons I love Paul Goldschmidt. Hit your home run. Go around the bases. There you go. It is humiliation enough for the pitcher that he gave up the home run. Now, in the same token, pitchers, you see this a lot too, and it's it's a double-edged sword, and it's where the hypocrisy of Chris Archer comes in. You see them fist-bumping, pretty much anything short of doing gymnastics and jumps and basically throwing a party when they strike somebody out. So you can't have it both ways. Pitchers need to respect the batter even when they strike him out. Batters need to respect the pitcher even when they hit the home run. If you don't, the code takes effect. Don't be surprised if a ball goes zipping past your head and, you know, don't hit him. Send him a warning shot. Don't be surprised by that. And on the same token, you know, while the batter's got no way to throw anything at the pitcher, because you want to talk about a quick way to a suspension, you see him doing that, let him know. Let your guys know your team is there to protect you. And if they can't do it, well, there'll be some way, you know, have the manager take them to the side. There's got to be respect. I don't mind passion. I don't mind fun. But the bat flipping business, maybe it's because I'm old school. Maybe it's because it's, it's just something inside of me that just cringes when I see it every time. Cringes in me when I see the pitchers fist pumping and doing all that on the mound as well. So you've got to find a way to enforce that. Used to, you would hit people. This is what Nolan Ryan did. This is what Bob Gibson did. Well, now you, I mean, you can still do that, I guess, but you're going to find yourself in a lot of hot water pretty quickly. What do you think? Let us know at Locked on STL on Twitter. Uh, we'll probably put a poll up about that. In fact, yeah, that's going to be today's poll question. What do you think about the unwritten rules of baseball? Are they still relevant or should they probably go away? We'll try to have that poll up a little bit later on this morning. This is Locked on Cardinals, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Uh, really enjoy uh, doing this with you guys every single day. That's right. It's your team every single day. Check us out on the brand new Himalaya podcast app. Plus, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You don't want to miss it. Until tomorrow, you drink a brewski for the mooski. I'm out.